Welcome to the Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. With all the things that are going on around us, the sickness, disease, the crime, the political environment, the believers should not get thrown off from what God wants us to do. It was Paul who said we should have a goal of pleasing God. Have you thought about what your goal is in your Christian walk? How do we please God? We present ourselves to him completely and totally. He wants us to make a difference in the world. Let our light shine that men may see our good works and glorify the Father. He wants us to be an ambassador for him, sharing the gospel in this dark hour so other people can come out of darkness into his marvelous light. Join us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. There are some characters in the Bible that we are more familiar with than others. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to be familiar with Adam or Noah, Moses, David, Samson, Abraham, and of course, uh, the apostles that are in the New Testament. But there is another man that most of us have heard of, but we know little about. And his name is Jonah. Now, we know about Jonah and the whale, but that's not what the Bible says. And the Bible never uses the word whale. It just says a big fish. But the Bible gives us very little background about Jonah. But it does give us a great story of this man who was swallowed by this great fish And after three days, he was vomited up on the beach and was asked to finish an assignment. I've been trying to find out more about Jonah. Who was he? Where did he come from? Who was his mama? How did he grow up? Can't find it. Find about his dad. But the Bible does tell us that Jonah was a prophet. Remember that. He was a prophet, which means that he knew God and God had used him in that office to minister to his people. He was a prophet of God. But as we look at him a little close, we're going to find out that he was a prophet with an issue. Jonah had an issue. He reminded me of us. Someone who God loves, someone who God uses, someone who says, I know God and I'm a man of God, but have issues. Takes a while in this story to figure out what his issues are, but he's got issues. As we look at the life of Jonah, I believe we will see ourselves as we resist the ambassadorship that God has appointed to us. I have been emphasizing the fact that we are Christ's ambassadors, and I've been doing so for several weeks and even a few months. But there have been few, if any, that have come up to me and say, Pastor, I can't wait to be an ambassador and go out and do these things for God. Nobody's come. 
maybe one or two said it. And then a couple have started saying, I'm an ambassador. But the excitement, the exuberance, the just somebody coming and said, ooh, I'm so excited. I'm ready to go out and be that ambassador tomorrow. So there is a resistance in us, inwardly, even though outwardly we're saying amen, inwardly we're saying I ain't there yet. The first chapter in the book of Jonah opens with a directive from God. God's get right to what he wants done in the very first chapter, in the very first verse. Let's look at it. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. Now notice God didn't say, hey Jonah, how are you? How you been doing? What's going on? Let's talk. I just got some few things I want to share with you. It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah and go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it. So the text start with the word of the Lord came to Jonah. God was serious. He told Jonah to do two things. Go to Nineveh and preach against it. Very clear, very concise, not much room for misinterpretation. Jonah, go to Nineveh and preach against it. The wickedness, I, I, I see what's going on there. Now, Nineveh was a city of several hundred thousands of people and was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. And God said, the wickedness of the people has caught my attention. I'm looking at what's going on over there. And I'm going to do something about it, but I, I, before I do something about it, they need to hear the word of God. So God said to Jonah, go and preach. Now it seems to me that God was calling Jonah to be his ambassador. As though he wanted to make an appeal through Jonah. Is that what you see? That's what I saw when I read that. He's saying, therefore, you are my ambassador as though I would want to make an appeal through you so I don't have to destroy the folk. God's love was being shown in calling someone to go with the message to some people who were messed up. God wanted Jonah to make his appeal to the wicked people of the city. And God wanted them to repent so he wouldn't have to destroy them. So the God who wanted to save the Ninevites is the same God who wants to save the Houstonians and the Americans. Because I believe God has looked out and has seen the wickedness of our cities. If you haven't seen the wickedness of the city, you have been hidden away in a cave with no televisions and no internet because all you got to do is turn on the news and you'll see two young men riding up to a young lady at the gas station and try to take her car and shoot her dead for a car they're going to ditch in a few minutes because it's hot. What's wrong with America? There's the wickedness is coming up before God. 
when somebody goes into schools month after month and begin to shoot in innocent children, God says, I see the wickedness. When men don't know themselves between women and people are marrying the same sex and we're aborting our babies, God says, I see the wickedness in America. And I'm going to need somebody to go and talk to those folks because the, the people don't have an understanding. Jesus put it this way, they're like sheep without a shepherd. So we are told in the scripture that we the believers are new creations in Christ and we are now his ambassadors. We are now his ambassadors as though God would want to make his appeal through us. But let's look at how Jonah responded to his appointment as the ambassador to Nineveh. Look at verse 3. Right after God told him that, then Jonah said, verse 3 said, But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed for Tarsha to flee from the Lord. Remember who he is? He's the prophet. God told Jonah to go and he ran. He didn't stay where he was, so he must have heard something from God. He didn't stay in the same place. He got up and moved. He started packing his stuff. I heard God say, go. I'm start packing my stuff. But he did not run toward God's purposes. He ran away from God's purposes. Instead of going to Nineveh, he went down to Joppa to catch a cruise ship to go to Tarshish. You don't have to laugh at Jonah because I believe God tells us to go places. And instead of going where he wants us to go, we decide to go where we want to go. It's like God may be telling you to go to Corpus Christi, but you decide to go to Cancun. I'm thinking now, why is, why does Jonah want to go to Tarshish? And I'm going to have to just, just have a little bit of freedom to try to think through what Jonah's thinking because he says, I don't like those folks in Nineveh. They're not church folks. They're wicked. I never did like them. They're not like us. I don't want to go to Nineveh. I'm going to Tarshish and I want to know, well, what's in Tarshish? You know what's in Tarshish? I, I think I can preach at another church in Tarshish. I think I can get me a revival. Yeah, I'm a prophet. Those folks, they know God over there. So when I walk in there, they're going to say, hey, Jonah, we're glad you're here. We do that kind of stuff. You know, uh, we, we might not go to Tarshish, but we just want to talk to people on the phone that will agree with our gospel. We want to talk to people, say, yes, sister, keep on telling me, ain't God good? Yes, he's good. Come on, you show is deep in the scripture. Oh, that show was a, a revelation. Oh, that was inspiration and revelation. Oh, tell me some more. Tell me some more. You ain't going to talk to no sinner. But you just want to hang out with the saint. You ain't going to the Nineveh. You want to go to Tarshish. Yeah, go talk to somebody who don't know Jesus. I don't want to talk to them people. You know, they ain't my style. You know, God don't have everybody going out like that. No, but you're going to blow up your phone talking to the saints. Yeah, girl, ain't God good? Yeah, he good. Ain't he good? Yeah, he good. Ain't he? <laughs> We're like Jonah. 
God said, I have an assignment for you to do. And you're saying, but I don't want to do that. I got something else I'd like to do. I have some things going on. I got some things I want to take care of. Jonah said, I got some things I want to take care of. Going to Nineveh was not in my plan. You have plans? Are they your plans or are they God's plans? No, that's not in my plan. That's not in my plan. That's what Jonah was saying. I told you he had issues. I don't plan to go to Nineveh. You know, I'm planning to go somewhere else. I'm going to go down to Tarshish and I'm going to go to Joppa. I'm going to get me a cruise ship and I'm going to Tarshish. Forget about Nineveh. God said, go to Nineveh. I heard what he said. I'm going to Tarshish. God gives you your own sense, you know. I can always go to Nineveh later. It got quiet in here. <laughs> I told you you're going to see yourself in this story. Where are you right now? Are you on your way to Nineveh or are you heading to Tarsus? Some of y'all are already at Joppa and you got your ticket. You just hadn't got on the boat yet. <laughs> he said he's going to go to Joppa and then he's going to get on a ship and go to Tarsus. Some of you have already said, this is my goal, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm working on, this is my priority, this is my life, and I'm not thinking, oh, well, yeah, Lord, now you, now you know, Lord, you're the head of my life, but I can, I'm going to Joppa. So let's get real. Jonah was not feeling the assignment of preaching to the Ninevites. He got busy, but he got busy doing something other than what God has assigned him. So Jonah was not very different from us. God had given many of us an assignment in our own Nineveh. If you're listening, you've heard God speak to you about making his appeal to others. Uh, you say, I hadn't heard God. Yes, you did, because I preached it to you. <laughs> Instead of going to the places where God is assigning us, we've gotten busy. And some of us have gotten busy doing church work. And we'll count that as our ministry work, and we won't go to Nineveh. But we know from our text that Jonah didn't get on the wrong ship by mistake. He got on it on purpose. He went down to Joppa. He found a ship bound for the place that he wanted to go. And after that, he paid the price to get on and sail to Tarshish. The Bible said to flee from the Lord. At least he was honest about it. I'm running from the Lord. We're not that honest. We're running from the Lord, but we don't want nobody to tell us that. We'll get mad if somebody say, you know, you're running from the Lord. You ought to be going a different direction. No, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, how you know I'm running from the Lord? Jonah wasn't playing around. He was serious about what he was doing. He was in willful disobedience to the Lord. Willful disobedience. When God has spoken to you and you decided to do something other than what God has spoken, you are in willful disobedience. See, God was telling Jonah, it's not, it's not good enough for you to just go to church, Jonah. You need to go to Nineveh. It may seem like you're cruising, but God will send a storm your way. Let's look at what happened. Verse 4, then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. So you can go get on that cruise ship if you want to, but God is wherever you are. The Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his own God. Now when the sailors get scared, it's a bad storm. 
Now, some of you have been on a cruise ship already. And if the, if the, if the workers on the ship are scared, you know, sometimes they get to move and some folks say, oh, Lord, we're going to sink. And you see everybody else, they're just eating and, and just going about not even, work. don't worry about it because the, the crew is not afraid. But when the crew gets afraid, it's a bad storm. In fact, when the crew start praying, <laughs> you better start praying right along with them. You better call on your God. All the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his own God and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the load. But look at this. But Jonah had gone below deck where he laid down and fell into a deep sleep. Now, you know Jonah had issues. I told you he had issues. Look at what he's saying. My God is able. I'm not afraid because my Lord will take care of me. I don't know what he was thinking about, but everybody else is afraid. They're praying to God. They're throwing the cargo overboard, and Jonah goes down and take a nap. He acted like there was nothing wrong. He knew what was going on, but he acted like nothing wrong. It ain't me. <laughs> Sometimes it's not readily apparent that our troubles are connected to our disobedience. He act like he didn't know, he couldn't connect the dots. I wonder what's wrong. It, it is kind of stormy out there, raining, and let me just go take a sleep. I'm on the ship. I can't do nothing. Might as well just rest. <laughs> let me put it this way. When we run away from God's purposes, we will never have peace in our life. We're going to always have that disturbance in our life when we're running away from what God has instructed us to do. Look at verse 6. The captain went to Jonah and said, now how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and they fed, the lots fell on Jonah. You know, now even the folks that didn't believe in God knew something was bad wrong. They, they were like, you know, we've been, we've been sailing this ship. We've been sailing this ship on this sea for a long time. This is not the kind of storm that has ever come up here. Something is going on that's out of the ordinary. Somebody, something is going on, and we're going to do everything we can find out to find, to find what, the, what the nature of this calamity is. They say somebody must be on here that's messed up. So they asked Jonah, Tell us who's responsible for making all this trouble for us. What do you do and where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? See, you can get around people. When you're a person of God, you get around folks, they know you don't belong in there with them. So, so what are you doing in the club? You don't look like you even belong here. You in there trying to get your dance on, trying to get your party on. You done said you were saved. You in there trying to get your little drink. They be like, you look kind of awkward. What are you doing in here? You don't belong here. You're not in here with us. That ain't never happened to none of y'all. Y'all ain't going to confess that, is you? <laughs> but spirits know spirits. And if you got the spirit of God in you, the demonic forces will know uh, something's wrong with you. You're a little strange. Now, somebody should have been saying that you're strange on your job. The unbelievers ought to say you're different. Okay, now if that never happened, you might need to come back to the altar. Lord, change me. 
Because the saved are different from the unsaved. The holy are different from the unholy. The righteous are different from the unrighteous. And if there's no different than you, than the unrighteousness, you probably don't belong to God. But they said, who are you? Where you come from? Now, I wonder if they said that to everybody. Probably not. But they said, you're different. Something's going on with you. Who are you? Where you come from? What's going on here? He said, I'm a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. Verse 10 says, and this terrified them. And they asked, now, now what have you done? If your God is in charge of the sea and in the land, what did you do? They knew he was running away for the Lord because he already told them. He got on board. You know, I'm running away from the Lord, you know. Where are you going? I'm going down to Tarshish. Why are you going there? I'm running away from the Lord. They probably didn't think there was a problem until there was a problem. He had already told them, not only is he running away from the Lord, he's conscious of the fact that he's running away from the Lord, and he's telling other folk, I'm running away from the Lord. I ain't going to, he wants me to go to Nineveh. I ain't going to Nineveh. I'm going to Tarshish. I don't want to go over there to where my co-workers are going. I'm going to go over there where the fellowship is because they're eating. I'm going to go to the church. They're having a fellowship. I don't want to go. The Lord said, no, go over there. Your co-workers, they're having a party. I want you to go over there and talk to them. I don't want to go over there. I'm going to go to the fellowship where people have lacked same spirit. I want to go to the party where they are and tell them that they need to get their life right. You know what they might say to me if I tell them that? I'm going over to the fellowship. So when you walk into the fellowship, everybody, hey, how you doing? We love you with the love of the Lord. <laughs> how are you? I'm too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> Verse 11 says, the sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to you to make the seas calm down for us. Now listen to this. I'm, I'm telling you, this man has some issues. Verse 12. Pick me up and throw me into the sea. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come up on you. Jonah decided that he would just die and end it all. Just throw me into the sea. He didn't say, let me go to God and just talk to him. Let me pray. Let me, I'm a, he, now, he's the prophet. He's not a new believer. He knows God. He talks to God. But he said, throw me in the sea. The enemy will have you to believe that you're in such a place that God will never use you again. This is Jared G. Martin, and again, as always, I am so thankful for the time you spend with us on this broadcast. We've been sharing the Word of God with you today to encourage you to allow God to use your life as He wants to use your life to be an ambassador for Him, to let your light shine. Is it your goal to please God in every way and to walk worthy before Him? I ask you to consider making it your goal today. Say to God that you will follow him with your whole heart 
and commit your whole life to him now. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can hear today's message as well as previous messages that have been broadcast on this station. Or visit us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. If you made a decision for Christ today and would just like someone to join you in prayer, call our prayer line number at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore, we have the beacon right here on our campus at the Light of the World. You can get Bible, study material, communion supplies, offering envelopes, or whatever you need for your ministry. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.